715. Now, again, thanks, everybody. It came out to the Children's Hospital Christmas Parade. And uh, the people here at WWL that put everything together, and we had some nice stuff to throw and everything. However, it was hot. It was just miserably hot for this time of year, especially. Lots of clouds a day, 20% chance for showers, highs of 74. But wait, you ain't heard the best of it. Tuesday, highs of 78. Wednesday, highs of 80. Thursday, by that time, we'll be talking about December 8th, right? Highs of 82. And then, really, I don't see any cold fronts coming in, at least as far as the forecast goes. Friday, high of 78. 74 on Saturday. 74 on Sunday. So there you go. It's kind of hard to get into the season, but what are you going to do? Joe Marino joins us now, Louisiana State Representative. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Good morning. I'm doing good. How about you? I'm okay, sir. I'm reading from an article here from NOLA.com by Sam Carlin. One of the drivers of the explosive growth in Louisiana's medical marijuana industry has been online platforms where patients can get a prescription for the drug remotely through a telemedicine visit with the doctor. But since COVID emergency rules ended this spring, the state board that governs doctors has maintained that telemedicine isn't allowed for new medical marijuana patients. And that position's put it at odds with key lawmakers who advocate for the program and unsettled investors in the industry. Has the growth been explosive? Let's start there, Joe, if we can. Well, I don't have all the current numbers. They had some new numbers that just came out actually on Friday Mm -hmm. uh, of the patient count, uh, et cetera. And actually, what the, the first part, uh, it, it wasn't that um, the Board of Medical Examiners, it wasn't their opinion that you can't use telemedicine, but their opinion, which they stated at our Medical Marijuana Commission meeting in September, was that you had to have an in-person visit first before you could go to telemedicine, mm-hmm. which is not at all what the legislature intended or wanted and uh, I've, I've, you know, had many meetings and I've been to their board meetings more than uh, to two meetings already to tell them, no, the legislative intent Joe, it's, is clearly if I might, allowed telemedicine. If I might jump in for a second, let's just go back and run right. through that one more time because you got not legally, sure. but it's radio and I want a lot of people, people to be able to understand <laughs> what it is you're saying. Yes. So so the part uh, so we had our medical marijuana uh, commission meeting in September and the executive director for the board of medical exams came in and he was talking about in-person visits. We had just passed a law uh, in uh, the last session, Act 491, in part of that law, which was said that nothing shall be construed to not allow telemedicine, basically, that we we're trying to make it as clear as we can that telemedicine is allowed for this program. Uh, and they were imposing uh, or saying that they they believed in it, you know that that was they you still needed an in person visit to do telemedicine. So what we've done now is um, uh, where we are right now after two meetings that I've been to of their meetings to tell them that I, I don't believe they're correct and I don't believe they're following the law. Uh, I, I'm going to seek an attorney general's opinion, and that should clear it up for them because I believe the attorney general's office is going to be in agreement with me that telemedicine is okay you don't need an in-person visit and it really had a chilling effect on the program um so when doctors don't know whether or not they can get sanctioned for doing something they're not going to do it and and you know so all the you know we had been telemedicine is really the way this program is expanded and and that's how people in rural areas who don't have access to doctors you know, can participate in the program, you know, because if you're in a rural area, not only do you have a, a limited number of doctors, period, 
But you have to have doctors that are willing to do a recommendation for medical marijuana, and that's an even smaller group. So we don't want to we don't want to cut off people uh, from even having access to this program. So I, I believe that you know this morning I'm going to be sending out a request to the attorney general to uh, to give us an opinion on on whether or not uh, an in person visit those those rules apply at all and. You know, my opinion, which I've stated many different times in many different ways, is that, no, uh, this is not a prescription. This is a recommendation. And um, I can give you some new a, a new update. Let, let me take a break here, Joe. Let me take a break. But what do you mean it's a it, – it's, we'll talk about that when we come back. But what about it's not a prescription, it's a recommendation? You want to talk about that on the break? Or yeah, let's talk about that when we come back. When we come back as well, okay? Thank you, sir, for producing the show. I appreciate it. Seven twenty and a half. More when we come back. Time now for traffic on WWL. Seven twenty-five. Tommy Tucker, WWL. Monday morning, talking to Representative Joe Marino, a journalism major from LSU, which is why he's helping to produce uh, what we do here this morning. So, Joe, tell me the difference between a recommendation and a prescription. Sure. Uh, this is all because the federal government, which controls the drug schedule, uh, still has marijuana as a Schedule one, one drug, right. meaning it has no medicinal value and it cannot be prescribed. So, all the, so if the federal government ever takes it out of Schedule one, we won't have to do a recommendation instead of a prescription, and we'll also technically be able to, you know, to it, it could go in a pharmacy as opposed to these standalone dispensaries. The standalone dispensary is because you can't put a schedule 1 drug in with all the other drugs because you know, physician, you know, pharmacists don't want to lose their license by having something that's a schedule 1 drug in their building. But the um on the as far as the dispensaries mm-hmm. part, the there there we are about the, the new location we had a uh, – the expansion that was in that last bill called for the existing dispensaries, if they hit a patient count, could could open a satellite. And the New Orleans the, – the New Orleans uh, dispensary has applied for and just on Friday, I believe, got uh, – their location was inspected and their, the permit was issued. So there's going to be a new one uh, on veterans um, in Metairie. Uh, that will be uh, operated by the same uh, company that's running the dispensary now, and um, which I believe is H and W. It's going to be on veterans near tra- Transcontinental, and then the tenth license, which is the one that's supposed to go into our region as well, that's going to be awarded sometime in the middle of this month. They have the board is meeting on the 14th and the 15th to consider all the applications. So. Potentially uh, next year we could have, uh, you know, earlier sometime we could go from nine uh, total locations in the state of Louisiana where you can get the medicine to 11, which is not nearly where it should be. But it and um, six or seven of the ones that were eligible to have a satellite in other parts of the state have not even started the process. So our, our the, the location count is still very, very small. So when it comes to visiting and telemedicine, is there an initial first-time visit required? Because I'm on a couple of different medications where I do telemed to follow up, and it's not marijuana, but to follow up right. on different medications. But I had to see the doctor the first time and occasionally to make sure, I guess, that I'm not you know, growing a third ear or anything like that. Is there still a first visit required, or can it all be done by telemedicine? 
That, that is exactly what the, the intent of the legislation was to say that, no, this, you still have to have a, a doctor-patient relationship, but it can all be done through telemedicine. It does not need to – we, we expressly did not intend for there ever to need to be an in-person visit. And again, what we're trying to do, we've got a limited number of doctors and a limited number of places where they can even get the medicine to, to have access to the medicine. We want telemedicine to be allowed for these recommendations in every instance. doesn't prevent a patient from going to see a doctor in person if they want to, but they're not going to be required to. And, and I expect that eventually we'll have an, um, an attorney general opinion agreeing the same, that, um, that this is the legislature intends this to be uh, allowable and acceptable through telemedicine alone. Because they are indemnified, uh, or rather because they have a state medical license, they are indemnified from losing their license for recommending marijuana because of the way the state law is written, even if the federal government were to decide to crack down on it being a Schedule One substance? Right. And I don't believe, you know, I mean, if you could, you know, everything that all the signs are pointing the opposite of that, you know, I mean, eventually, I mean, President Biden mentioned that, you know, he wants his, he wants him to take a look at this schedule that it's in schedule one. I mean, I've been saying this for years. I mean, there's no, it's in this marijuana right now is still scheduled in the same category as heroin and LSD um, with and LSD yeah. and and it, marijuana should be you know the schedules the two are the most serious I mean one is not prescribable at all two are your hardcore opiate drugs and then they drop all the way down to five marijuana should be down around five or not scheduled at all thank you Joe That's my, appreciate yep. your time have a good day all right and a happy holiday season Representative Joe Marizno we'll take a break we come back it's time for Monday morning markets with Mark Rosa President and CEO Jefferson Financial Federal Credit Union. We'll take a look at the week on Wall Street ahead. Right now, it's time for WWL First News. For that, we go to Ian Ozan.